Heavenly Father, we just thank you when, when, you're, when we're your children, your hands upon us, your hands of grace and mercy. Lord, we thank you for your hand upon each of us. Lord, just help us to remember that. Remember that when we go through hard times, Lord, your hand is upon us. Lord, you're right there with us because you never leave us or forsake us. Lord, we just thank you for that. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for just being with us. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, we are glad to have Connie with us today, Connie Boggs, all the way from, uh, oh, golly, what is that place? Pine Mountain. It's kind of, you just never know what to call it. The address is one thing, the mountain's another. It's kind of close to nothing. It's just hard to, it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> no, it's it's just good to have her here. It's just, uh, been a real blessing to just know her these, these few years and uh Glad we've had the opportunity to go down there and to share, and you've had the opportunity to share things with her as we do in the fall and the spring, clothes and food and different things. So it's good to have her here today. Um, she's going to share with us and just tell us a little bit about what she does. So, Connie? Good morning. This is new for me. I'm going to, maybe I should take it back to Kentucky with me. I could get the message out a little bit better, I think. Thank you, Pastor Ron and Mary, for inviting me. It is a true honor to share with you. I see some familiar faces, and I'm looking forward to meeting more friends today. You have been a wonderful help to us so many in the Appalachian Mountains of eastern Kentucky, and it is good to know those who are like-minded and have a heart for others. Thank you for helping us with roofing and construction projects, painting and making improvements for our our small campus, Uh, obtaining a golf cart, supplying shelving, plumbing needs, organizing the food pantry, and helping us financially to replace a worn-out van. My precious mother gave me some good advice one day. She said, when you get up to speak, don't tell them that you're not a speaker. (laughs) They'll know it soon enough. (laughs) Psalm 34.3 reads, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. What does it mean to magnify? I think it means to praise to increase in importance, enlarge. This little talk today is not about me, but it may help you to have a little background of why I'm here. Harlan County, Kentucky is large and spread out, including several cities and many different communities up and down the hollows and mountains. Our parents started a small elementary Christian school in 1984 by the name of Living Waters Christian School. And it was family operated. After 27 years of teaching children, declining enrollment due to coal mining closings, families moved away to find work, and we closed our doors in 2011. We prayed, Lord, what is it that you want us to do? These are our people. Shall we move out of the area and find work? ourselves? Where is the need and what can we do about it? 
In fact, we had been helping the elderly and disabled by visiting them in the nursing homes from time to time, but children were our focus for 27 years. We felt the Lord speak to us. What about the ones who can't move away to find work? What about the ones who are rearing their own grandchildren? And what about the ones who are being robbed for drug money by their own children? What about the forgotten ones? What about the ones who feel hopeless, overlooked, hurting, needy, depressed, widows, elderly, disabled, poverty-stricken, suffering, and those who have no way of helping themselves? We said, Lord, we'll stay here among our people if you will direct our paths and give us a purpose that is worthwhile where we can be light and salt to those around us. We started with food and supplies on the platform of our school chapel and began seeking those in need. We didn't have to look very hard. My sister, being a social worker, would mention very often, Connie, we need to take some groceries to this widow that I met today. We need to check on that person who looks as if they could use some supplies. God brought donations in. He sent financial help for us to make deliveries and provided in so many ways. In 2014, we received a phone call from a lady by the name of Jackie Jordan of Fostoria, Ohio, who wanted to send a load of things to Kentucky. She said that a gentleman friend had volunteered to deliver a trailer load to us. I thanked her and asked when the trailer would be coming. She gave me an approximate date, and I didn't think too much more about it. I did wonder if it would be one of those trailers that haul four-wheelers or motorcycles on it. I went ahead and planned a busy day with deliveries, not knowing what a trailer load from Bob Carpenter meant. (laughs) When I got home... That evening, he had unloaded the very full trailer, closed trailer, by himself, and the chapel was nearly full. I was so embarrassed that I wasn't here for that delivery and didn't have any guys ready to help him unload. I really didn't think we would ever see him again. I didn't think he'd ever come back because we hadn't treated him very well. Thankfully, I was wrong. He has been delivering at least two trailer loads of donated food and supplies every year, usually around November and another around Easter from friends in this area of Ohio. He also was willing to put new roofs on two or three buildings on our campus. That is how we got to meet some wonderful people of New Hope Christian Church. Two years ago, a group from New Hope came with Bob to put a roof on our chapel building. We had the privilege to meet Pastor Ron and Mary and some of the nicest people anyone could ever know. While listening to the music ministry Bob shared, these precious friends helped me with a mailing, helped me bag up navy beans, and we had some very special fellowship as we shared together. We've had two more wonderful times of you folks doing projects in the community and at Living Waters. Another group of ladies from Toledo brought donations, brought fresh fruit. What a treat for our people. After about around Christmas time, we have some donations from Mission of Hope in Knoxville. Sometimes we have some things given from Nashville as well. Our main purpose is not to give food. It is to give the good news of the gospel, that Jesus loves them, 
what I take to the door of these homes is my ticket in to see them. God's word is powerful. His word is as a two-edged sword. And his word will not return void. You know, the truth is, we can't really do much to change situations or circumstances for people. A young man in his 20s at 7 years old had encephalitis, which caused scar tissue, and now he has to be on medication for seizures. He lives about five miles from me, and I just found out about him a couple weeks ago. We gathered up some groceries for him, invited him to church, and even gave him a couple hours of work as he was trying to earn money to pay his rent. We can't make the little lady who is a hoarder change her ways. We can't change those who live in filth and seem to feel content to continue to live that way. We cannot give those who have a terrible stench a bath. We cannot free the ones who faithfully care for a mentally retarded young adult every day of their life. We cannot lift people out of their wheelchairs and make them whole. We cannot take the hurt away from those who have lost a loved one. Yesterday, I stopped to visit an elderly lady who had just lost her fourth child out of five. She had faced such loss in her life. Her first child was born dead, another killed in the mines, another child was killed in a freak accident on a pickup truck, and just this last week, her fourth child, a son, died from cancer. This dear lady loves the Lord and is in her late 80s or 90s. I stopped to visit, and she was so brave. We prayed together, and she told me that the late son had asked Jesus in his heart about a year ago and was baptized. She said it. Now we have hope. No, we can't meet every need, but Jesus is the answer to help us through every difficult situation we face. We love to present Jesus and share the good news. A few years ago, I took one of our Easter baskets to a man who claimed to be an atheist. He informed me he didn't believe in God and didn't want to hear anything about religion. I said, okay, but may I come back from time to time to visit you? After that, he welcomed us with kind tolerance. He was in and out of the nursing home and in and out of the hospital. He had not wanted anything to do with the Lord. But later, when we visited him and mentioned that the Lord loved him, he became irritable and said, it's too late. I said, no, it's not too late. Not as long as you have breath, there's hope. I want to believe that God got through to him because we showed concern and care. While visiting a disabled couple, one of our associates was making small talk. She asked, well, what are you having for supper tonight? After a long silence, she smiled and asked again, come on, what are you guys having for supper tonight? Following another awkward silence, they replied, nothing. We don't have any food. The worker went to the refrigerator, and it was empty. Then she asked, what about food stamps? They responded, we got only $36 worth of food stamps this month. Some years ago, our dear friend Iva Ruth Gilbert passed away on Easter Sunday. I had just gone to see her on Saturday morning with an Easter basket, and we prayed together. We always ask our clients if we can bring them a favorite candy bar, a piece of fruit, or something special. And Ivor Ruth said, yeah, could you bring me some Brussels sprouts? I just love vegetables, and it's hard for me to get out to get any. I'd never heard that request. 
If you could have known her, you would have loved her. She lived in a very run-down dwelling on the side of a mountain, got water out of the mountain from an abandoned mine, and had very few earthly possessions besides a dog named Rat. When we took her vegetables or any kind of food, she would always say, You shouldn't have done that. There might be somebody that needs it more than me. Thank the Lord we had the opportunity to tell Iva Ruth of Jesus' love. The Lord impresses us once again of the importance of sharing the good news of Jesus' love with those who are in our circle of influence. Not everyone needs food. Some need a visit. All need kindness and caring. It isn't easy getting old and certainly getting old and having no one to care is the saddest. I had a friend who was a delight and she ended up encouraging me every time I went to visit her. She loved the Lord, loved the Booth brothers, and was one of the most precious ladies. I took my auto harp and played a couple songs for her and then let her strum the strings and play. Her eyes just sparkled. Before Christmas, while visiting this friend with declining health, I mentioned to her that Jesus is the best friend, is our best friend. She said to me, I'd rather he be my friend than anyone else I know. This dear lady had the answer, didn't she? He is our Savior, our strength, our high tower that we can run to and be safe. He helps with anxiety and keeps his promises. At Christmas, we make treats for all of our contacts, whether rich or poor. We make gift shoeboxes. You've heard about Samaritan's Purse, who makes shoebox gifts for children around the world. Well, we make shoeboxes for shoebox gifts for the elderly and disabled, for those who are alone and wouldn't receive a gift otherwise. We go to the detention center and give a treat to every inmate, including the deputies and workers, about 300. We go to the high-rise and several other low-income housing sites in Harlan. We visit both nursing homes. We offer to pray with people individually if the Lord touches our hearts to do so. We enclose God's word in every gift, bag of food, or hygiene, even in the detention center everywhere we go. We are not a social gospel. Our intentions are to help those we meet know about the Lord Jesus Christ. We simply share Jesus' love with everyone. If I could not do that, I would not distribute anything. Why would I waste my time? For Valentine's Day, we send out about 100 Valentines in the mail. There are some who have never gotten a Valentine, and they love it. One lady who was in the nursing home at Tri-City received a Valentine from us in February 2018. When I went to see her at Easter time about a month or two later, she was sleeping, and I didn't want to wake her. While standing at the foot of her bed, I noticed she had a large pink envelope lying on her chest. It looked familiar, but I could only see the flap on the back of the envelope. I whispered, Elizabeth, I just stopped by to see you a minute. Her eyes flickered open and she smiled. I said, Elizabeth, what is that envelope that you have there? She said, oh, I was just looking at it and I fell asleep. Is that a Valentine we sent to you? She said, yes, and I love to look at it. This last February, I was telling my sister Sharon, I said, we we don't need to send Valentines this year. What? I said, well, the postage has gone up. And I said, okay, okay, I'll do it. So we did. We have to. 
At Easter, we we prepare small Easter baskets with three boiled colored eggs for each person. We add little mints with a verse, a little chocolate, and an appropriate tract. This last Easter, we prepared 60 dozen eggs, 60 dozen eggs, and delivered them. Another opportunity to to share Jesus. We distribute navy beans, donated ground beef from a farm of longhorn cattle in Michigan, fresh fruit, and other donated items. We have given to the needy in a four-county area in the mountains of Kentucky and even over into Cumberland Gap, Tennessee, and serve even even more if we know there's a need. We have a lady in Nashville who buys large stuffed animals from yard sales or Goodwill. She washes them and puts them in the dryer. Then she brings them to us. We give them out at Christmas. Do you know that many of our older friends have never had a stuffed animal? Do you know that many of them treasure that, sleep with them at night, or maybe somehow it gives them comfort. You'll notice in the photo album at the back that many of our friends are holding their stuffed animal. We know of one lady in Cumberland Gap, Tennessee, that until recently did not have electricity. She would cook her meals outside, like camping. And when I first met her, I would see clothes hanging on ropes stretched from tree to tree. Realizing she didn't have electricity, or any appliance, I asked her how she washed her clothes. She pointed to an old washboard leaning against her house. I thought, it's unreal. Update, her brothers recently let her run a cord from his trailer to her house, now has electricity. Recently, I made a food and hygiene delivery to an elderly mom. Her son is in a wheelchair. He suffers from MS. As I walked up the hill toward her dwelling with some food and supplies, I met her in that dirt yard, and she explained that it was wash day. She had a five-gallon bucket like this. I put a plastic bag around it so it wouldn't be, get dirt on the floor. And inside was the agitator and a rag on the end of the stick. That's another thing I hadn't seen. She didn't complain She said to me, I can't give up. I just got to keep trying. She did show me seven beautiful tomato plants that she'd planted up against the mountain, and they were beautiful. There's a place about 30 minutes from us called Kingdom Come. Actually, it's a hollow up a very narrow road. I was taking groceries up to Kingdom Come to an elderly gentleman. Charles lived in a tiny trailer with a coal stove and very little earthly possessions. Someone had given him, given me his name, and I followed up. He was hardly ever home as he was out roaming in the mountains like a wild man, and I'd leave a few groceries by his back door. Finally, after several trips, I saw him and talked with him. It was hard to understand him because he'd had a very bad speech impediment. He has no transportation. I saw him and talked with him and noticed that he lived, he kind of went to his next door neighbors occasionally, maybe to eat supper with them or just to visit. His next door neighbors don't, didn't seem to have very much either, except they did have a small pickup truck. One day I thought, you know, I bet they could use some food too, some groceries, and the next time I come up into line for work, I'll bring them some things. Well, the next time I took groceries to Charles, I had an additional four bags of canned food, 
hygiene articles and the like for his neighbors. Their house was up a little hill, and their truck was at the top of the hill, parked at the top of the hill. I backed up the hill as close as I could get, far as I could go, next to his truck, and got out. I saw a woman come to the door with her portable phone, leaning against the door frame, and, and she just had the phone in her hand. The man of the house was sitting on a stoop, and they watched me as I unloaded the groceries next to their pickup truck. The woman moved the phone away from her face and hollered. I don't know if I dare holler in this. Bring it on up to the porch. Uh, let's just say that didn't hit me just right. This sweet girl, kind girl, Christian who wants to serve, said, No, I loaded it, and I think you can get it from here. Now, these, remember these folk weren't in wheelchairs or bedridden. <clears throat> I drove back down to the highway, and that's when I said to myself, that's the last can of corn they'll ever get. And as clearly as if you were speaking to me, I heard a still small voice say, that's not your can of corn. With tears welling up, I said, you're right, Lord, it isn't mine. Thank you for setting me straight. I'm sorry, Lord. And as soon as I could find a way to get off the road, a wide place in the road, I pulled off. I said, next time, Lord, I'll take it right to their porch. My attitude needed to be adjusted. Now I asked the Lord to help me be a conduit for him. Conduit. This year we're celebrating 35 years of service in the mountains of Kentucky. Psalm 38.6 reads, Though the Lord is on high, yet he regards the lowly, but the proud he knows from afar. Nehemiah 6.9 Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Once again, thank you, Pastor Ron and Mary, for inviting me. Thank you for listening and caring. If you would like to stay informed of our activities and needs throughout the year, just leave your address on the legal pad out there on the table. We'll add your name to our mailing list. We are nonprofit, tax exempt, and are, uh, we are a 501c3 corporation. We have a web page. You're welcome to check us out. That web page address is on our business cards and letterhead. On a table in the entrance, we have a photo album with a few pictures, a sample Christmas shoebox gift. Welcome to look in it a sample Christmas treat that we give to everybody, a sample Easter basket with plastic eggs, we do real eggs, and a sample Valentine along with appropriate tracks. Blessings on each one of you as you serve the needy and those who feel hopeless in your own community. You know, as, as I was listening, I, I I couldn't help but think, you know, God's so amazing because the connection that had to happen for us to know you for where you are, that it had to be God through Bob and, you know, all those c connections. And then, you know, I always said when I went down there, it was like, you just always felt like you knew him forever. You know, it was just, it was, it was just one of those things that God does. And I think there's things in our lives that God does like that. He puts us in right places at right times with 
certain people to do certain things. And uh, I see that as uh, what God has done for us with uh, Living Waters. And, and it's just been a real blessing. Um, I told her, Connie, she should open a kind of a resort down there where people could kind of just go go and relax and enjoy just being there. Because uh, we go down and we work hard, but it's just a great time to, to go down and be there. I hope as you listen, you know, if nothing else, think about how God might use you and us where we are. You know, as you listen to what she's saying, all the things she's doing, how God's used her, because she's willing to just reach out to the people in that area. And I believe we have not the same type of opportunity, but we have opportunities like that, that God can use us right where we are, just ordinary people, regular people, that God can use us to do his work. That's what he uses. He uses ordinary, regular people to do his work. And it's just been a blessing for us to be a part of uh, what Connie's been doing down there. And uh, I didn't realize you'd just been doing the, the food distribution as long as you had. I, I'm, I was kind of amazed at that myself, so... Um, so we're just glad to always support her. Now you can know, you know, when we say we're going to Kentucky, oh, that's where they're going. So now I suppose everybody wants to go. We'll have to go on two trips next year. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but it's just a good time. So let's, uh, we're going to pray, pray for Connie and her ministry. And then um, I'm going to encourage you, why don't you go ahead and go back there now? That way, because if you don't, you're going to get stopped before you get there. So <laughs> you can take that thing off. Yeah. And you can just go back, and she'll be in the back. You can talk to her and, and uh, ask her any questions and look at her. Look at the things she brought with her today, and uh, we're just real real thankful that she was willing to come. I had to, I don't know if I had to twist her arm, maybe a little, but uh, she, she, she came and was willing to come and share with us, so we're just thankful for that. So let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Connie and, and the ministry that she's doing in Kentucky. Lord, we thank you for her willingness to serve. We just ask you to bless her and her family. Lord, just keep them keep them safe and keep them strong and healthy as they, they do your work. Lord, just continue to bless them and, and guide them in all that they do. Thank you, Lord, that we can be a part of that. Lord, that we can share in the, the ministry that goes on there, Lord. And we just thank you for, for that privilege we have to, to help in that ministry, Lord. And Lord, just remind us that we too can serve in, in ways that probably we don't even realize. Lord, there's people around all of us that need you. Lord, that uh, maybe they don't uh, have the need for food and things like down there, but Lord, people around us need you. So Lord, help us realize that and to be willing to reach out and to serve wherever we are. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your presence with us. Lord, we just ask you to dismiss us now with your blessing. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.